Delta flight had to make an emergency landing after it dropped 30,000 feet in two minutes. Yeah, Delta gave every passenger a free round-trip ticket and a new pair of pants. <laughs> Why? Why did they need new pants, Uncle Jack? Is he insinuating all the passengers uh, soiled themselves? Great, Scott. That <laughs> hadn't occurred God. to me. Uh, I would like to apologize. I've been too uh, negative today. Out, I, Joe Getty, too outraged and negative about the world. And I would like to apologize. It is a Friday. Hmm. Today is not a, a day for mm, as much outrage as I seem to have festering in my soul. Why do you think you have outrage festering? Because the world is so screwed up. Because morons are, induct- are indoctrinating our children into insane extremist political views. We're paying enormous taxes for crappy service, and we keep voting in more and more. Oh, my God, I'm going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> you having a good time, Joe? Somebody help me. Somebody help me. Somebody get my vape pen. <laughs> get my vape pen. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so the story of the day. I think this might be more than the than the usual stupid 36-hour fake reversey over Donald J. You'll have to convince me. Before we get into this, I um there are a number of stories that we've been discussing whether or not we should put them on the air. I am in the camp that believes I'm I'm now for like like what do they have? What's the waiting period for buying guns? Like a ten day waiting period? <laughs> okay. I think you should have a five day waiting period for Trump stories. Wow! If, if anybody is still discussing it in serious terms in five days, then I'll take a look at it because there have been not an exaggeration at all, hundreds of them since he took office that are the biggest thing in cable news and talk radio for 24 to 48 hours then they completely disappear completely well and i would remind you that one of the biggest stories of our lifetimes was completely fake right a lot of even the big ones that do have legs turn out to be nothing but right. th- these ones that everybody's hair is on fire and you discuss and this and that and people tweet and and then they're completely gone in 2 days so I'm I'm a I'm a five day waiting period for Trump stories, well, I, but okay. I can be overruled on. Uh, it. Well, I'm just the the uh, particulars of this I find interesting. I'm not actually outraged in either direction, but you have a whistleblower. He's some sort of former intelligence official. He pulled a Comey on the way out. He filed a whistleblower type complaint saying that uh, the president. And and this some some of this has come out bit by bit, but the president in a couple of conversations with the new guy in charge of the Ukraine, who's kind of a, a comedian and an outsider firebrand type, that the two of them uh, had chats, and some of the things the president asked the guy to do were so outrageous that he filed a uh, an urgent complaint with the U.S. intelligence services and the inspector general and, and said it was beyond the pale and dangerous to our national security and the rest of it. And the story kicking around is that it has to do with uh, investigating Joe Biden in Ukraine. And Donald J. said, you got to look into this stuff. A, it's dirty dealings. B, it might be helpful to me. And so that's the what everybody's arguing about. Um, I, I'm with Jack. You got the inspector general doing his thing. The Department of Justice said, no, this this is not legit. This does not fall within the purview of the intelligence community's powers. 
the inspector general disagreed, so he took it over. And um, and, and so not, they're looking into it. I'm not arguing for covering up any you know serious story. If it's still around in a week, I'm more than happy to talk about it. And if something terrible happened, I'm I'm into it. Mm-hmm. But there have been stories uh, discussed this seriously. She's a dozen in the last month. Yeah, that's and probably you could, right. And you wouldn't even remember most of them if I brought them up. It's 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 wild. Well, part of the reason I bring it up is that they were in full. And I quote, this is the day that marks the end of the Trump presidency mode (laughs) on MSNBC this morning. I mean, they were full Russian collusion style adamance and seriousness and, and making grand pronouncements. In their defense, Ukraine is right next to Russia. Could could it be we just got the country wrong? We're one off. Um, so that's what everybody's arguing about. I, I'm hoping there's going to be a swing back to uh, what, what? What's that uh, movement? Slow eating, slow cooking, slow, yeah, slow meals, something, yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, too many movements, too. Huh? Slow something that people are moving. To. I like that part of it. Um, yeah, everybody, let's take our time. I'm hoping slow media makes a comeback. Now there, there are two of my favorite pundits, uh, Jonah Goldberg and Art Steve Hayes. Hop. Story of <laughs> well, the day. That's not really the way they do it. Oh, but uh, Jonah Goldberg and Steve Hayes are launching this new website, newspaper, magazine thingy, and and part of their goal is to be slow media. They're not gonna do whatever the big story is of the day. They're gonna wait many days until things shake and out. I already changed the channel. <laughs> until things shake out. Well, nobody's watching cable news now. Right. <laughs> Right, you, nobody watches this. It's I almost dropped an S bomb. <laughs> Go I, ahead, really. do it, do it. <laughs> if that's the perfect word, use it. Nobody's, and it is only hundreds of thousands of people are watching this S as it is. Yeah, and you know, God bless you if that's what you like. You like the daily Trump story and arguing about it, and then a new one in two days. It just. <laughs> It's making people crazy, and nothing ever comes out of it. Right. But so if a story turns out to have real depth to it and there's something there, sure, I'm all for talking about it with reporters and digging into it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I've been a Watergate fan. It happened when I was a little kid, but I've been a Watergate fan in my in adult life, and, and reading lots of books has always amazed me how how slow it was for America to catch on the way it was and the way it was reported early on in the newspapers. Just a tiny paragraph on page you know, eight about a break-in. Then a tiny paragraph maybe in the made-up to page three about maybe some involvement in the White House. Things moved so much more slowly then, and because of the way the media was, they weren't going to make a big deal out of something unless they had multiple sources and could right. really nail down this is a real story. Well, all that's gone now. The, um, the... Um, the ethics of the media changed, and our hunger for wanting the story of the day. It's weird the way our minds are. Not only does the news media forget about it, the regular people seem to forget about it. Just go on to the next one. Yeah, it's sport. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. an, it's an amusement, it, particularly in a world where everybody defines themselves politically, as we were discussing last hour. It's the thing people are talking about and yelling about and getting all fired up about and feeling Some like they people. have meaning to their lives. Yeah. Right. 
That's what it's all about, the search for meaning. If I had if I had the time and it wouldn't, you know, ruin my life and uh, my career, I'd love to do like a 6-month sabbatical where I where I was out in the real world with a normal job and just listen to people's conversations at that workplace That's and see a how really often good idea. and see how often any of this crap ever comes up about around normal people. Mm. Cuz when I was on vacation for a week and a half a while back during the summer, I was living my life and traveling around, and I just, I just didn't feel like it was there. I didn't feel like it was actually there in the world. A yes. lot of this stuff. Yes, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. We, yeah, well, maybe we can talk about this off the air. There's a real danger in following the news every day of forming a worldview and or performing a radio show that's just divorced from real people's lives. And I think that's the problem a lot of cable news has. They've, they're at this fever pitch of partisanship, and it's just, it doesn't ring, you know, uh, authentic to people, or it doesn't, it, it's nothing they care about. On the other hand, people who t- listen to talk radio tend to be, you know, news junkies to some extent. But um, anyway, new moving no- along. New numbers out about student debt, a new record for the average student debt. We could talk a little bit about that. Oh, speaking of students, listen, in solidarity with the kids walking out to protest climate change, Uh, Today, all around the world, uh, we have uh, decided, I have decided, uh, I, Joe Getty, I have elected myself king of the Armstrong and Getty Show, and I have declared that we will be carbon neutral by this date next year. The show will be carbon (laughs) neutral. Everybody's going to pitch in. Michelangelo, you're going to drive an electric car powered entirely by solar. Solar, huh? You too, positive, Sean. Now, you live in an apartment, so I don't know exactly how you're going to accomplish that, but that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. We're going to have Mar- Marshall Phillips. Apartments are allowed to get sun, too, Joe. Well, can you throw a solar array up top on the roof? On the car? If I'm, if it's a solar-powered car, why don't well, you have to sit su- there? You'll be sitting in the sun <laughs> yeah. for like an hour, and then you'll move an inch, and then you have to sit and let it power up again. You're going to walk on rainy days. <laughs> Marshall Phillips is going to compost everything, including his feces, Oof. just as an example to the rest of us. Uh, I, my role will be commanding the rest of you to do things. You will live to, your life as you have. Except that I will be in charge of making sure you all do the right things. I've studied government. I've studied the powerful, <laughs> and that's how it you works. You need to change your life drastically at a great cost and inconvenience. While we monitor this sort of thing. Right. Jack, you, your wife, your children, everything you eat will be grown by you organically. Mm, fantastic. Including uh, organic uh, animals that you are able to trap or hunt. <laughs> no factory farms. Oh, absolutely are, not. Are allowed. Every chicken is again tonight, kids. Every chicken oh, gets good. its own 1,400 square foot apartment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And a solar-powered car. <laughs> uh, Emmys are on Sunday. We can hit you with a little bit of that also. Oh, an awards show. Good. <laughs> well, I like to know what the good shows are. Yeah. But, uh, all on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. with a new book and you have more time and different interests than me if you uh, decide to read it. But Demi Moore is out with a new book in which she says she regrets having threesomes with her husband Ashton Kutcher. So there you go. 
Ah, I didn't get to the the one Hollywood star says swinging saved his marriage. Mm. Um, Well, let's check back in a year. So uh, the uh, the prime minister of Canada appears to be a white supremacist and clansman. How so? And has been uh, in blackface, what, five, six times in his life? Oh, Canada. I'm sorry. Canada, yeah. Canada. So uh, I just heard the uh, the head guy in Australia has got a state visit going on. Good for him. Yeah, he's in town. So say hello if you see him. Um, so we're monitoring that story. Student debt at a record twenty nine thousand two hundred per student on average. It's a new record. This is from the USA Today. The conversation surrounding the nation's one point six trillion of student loan debt has never been louder. Democratic presidential hopefuls including Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, propose sweeping plans that would eliminate billions in student loan debt while greatly reducing the price of college. You're going to eliminate billions of uh, in student loan debt how? Uh, With everybody else's money. Uh, a point of order, We're all uh, just going to pitch Chairman. in and, uh, and, and pay everybody's college. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. I get to bring up a point of order. Do you? I do. I don't know what the rules are. I move to adjourn. Are you making up the... <laughs> move no, to adjourn. we're not going to... We have a motion, we have a motion to adjourn. To do, oh, <laughs> we don't... You can't do that here now. Uh, point of order, Mr. Chairman. They're going to vastly reduce the uh, the cost of college? No, they're going to vastly shift the payment of the price of college. They're going to keep it absor- uh, 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 exorbitant and absurd and and bloated and ridiculous. What do you and, think is the likelihood and, and a waste of everybody's time? They're just going to change who's paying for it. What do you think is the likelihood of a bailout for student loan debt happening? I could see a half measure where there's uh, you know, and there are various creative ways to pay it back going on right now. It's a percentage of your income and then you're excused after x number of years and um, although one of our beloved listeners pointed out the other day, that is income, according to the IRS, if a debt is forgiven, um, which is interesting. But I think some sort of half measure will come along because it'll be very, very popular with the young. But something like Bernie and Liz are talking about, it's utterly unworkable. You know, what's hilarious about that topic is nobody ever asks, OK, what about the college students who are enrolling next year and accumulating the same debts? Are you going to forgive all their debts? How about the kids who graduated two years ago? Uh, or or 15 years ago. Or what about the kids who paid cash or worked like crazy to pay as right. they go? What are you going to do to Or the parents lived a, a frugal lifestyle forever so they'd have enough money to pay cash. Socked they... away money from the moment their kid right. was born. You were a sucker. Jet ski Hawaii family, they get their debt forgiven. It's just... You were a sucker. Uh, it, it, yeah. It's the politics of a very comfortable, affluent society. And and it's interesting as heck to observe. There are some days it makes me crazy. Some days I just feel like I'm I'm watching the animals at the zoo, and I can get a little more detached from it. But it's crazy. The Emmys are Sunday night. That's the television awards, That's right? The television, the Oscars for television. And uh, um, I I hardly watch any TV. Like I I've only heard of a couple of any of the nominees in any of the, any of the categories. What's interesting to me, as always, is where the shows are coming from. So Outstanding Drama Series, you've got... There's too many nominees. That's one of the things they've done wrong with awards now. But the Outstanding Drama Series, there are eight nominees from AMC, Netflix, HBO, BBC America, Netflix, FX, HBO, and one NBC. That's the, you know, how much television has changed over the years. And it's the same in all the categories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, uh, Game of Thrones got 18 million nominations. There's better entertainment than has ever been true on the planet, and everybody's lonely and sad. <laughs> Makes you stop and think. Oh, yeah. hey, uh, Positive Sean, I saw yes. the first uh, 20 minutes, half an hour, 40 minutes, I don't know, of the uh, Bill Burr special, the new Bill oh, Burr okay. special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, a Paper buddy. Paper Tiger, I believe it's called. Yes, exactly. A buddy of mine texted me. He said he was crying with laughter, and I had to, had to, because he's got a lot of the same A and G ish attitudes about things. Um, and it was a very good. He, uh, he, he, he uses a lot of naughty language. Yes, he does. Yes. And, uh, he is. I'm a- not sure he can order lunch without three <laughs> or four F bombs, but. And that's on the Netflix? Yes. Yes. Stand up yeah. comedy is on the short list of reasons to have Netflix yeah, at oh, this yeah. moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I probably spend sure. more time doing that than anything else. Partially because I can listen to it while I drive. And- uh, just real quick, Amy, note, the only show that I would absolutely give my 100% recommendation to, uh, if you haven't caught it yet, is The Good Place. 30-minute uh, sitcom. Uh, it's on NBC, but the early seasons are on Netflix. You can catch up on uh, any age, anybody. I This show is fantastic. Wow. It's, it's on the short and list. It's a of, sitcom. Yeah, it's on the it's short list dead. of my favorite sitcoms of all time. Oh, I, really? I think it's fantastic. Well, that's a recommendation. And, Michael, I know you're getting married soon. we got this. Nudist couple can't find nude servers to work their all-nude wedding. I uh, hope you don't have this problem. Uh, I'll keep well, that in mind. If you're, if, you're, if you're looking for work and don't mind showing off your junk. An well, all-nude wedding. Grandma! <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jim! Oh, this is a happy oh, occasion. This is uncomfortable. Oh Marshall's News on the way next. Armstrong and Getty. Catching up on news from around the world with Marsha Phillips. Well, we got a White House national security meeting going on today that will likely be the first opportunity for a decision on how the U.S. should respond to the attack on the Saudis' oil industry. President Trump's going to be hearing a range of military options from the Pentagon as he considers what to do next. Now, U.S. officials, including Secretary of State Pompeo, say the cruise missile and drone strike was indeed launched by Iran which is denying involvement and warns the U.S. any attack will spark an all-out war. So they are having a major sit-down on what the next steps should be. If they're an all-out war, obviously Israel always is involved somehow in these things or has to be worried about it, and they got that whole election thing going on right now that's really got to be occupying a lot of people's time and energy that might otherwise be turned toward this. Um, Who knows what's going to come out of this? Turns out the field in the Democratic presidential race is getting smaller. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio dropping out today. Why? Saying it was clearly not his time. He said he will now redouble his efforts to improve the quality of life in New York. That's two times zero. Pursuing the wrong policies. (laughs) I uh, always wonder how serious these various people are. I mean, I've... I've read about enough presidential elections. The serious people who really have a shot at it, when they lose, it's a crushing blow. They all describe it as just, it just crushes you, and you never get over it. It's beyond any firing or breakup or anything you've ever had happen in your life. You just are crushed and are never the same again. Mm. That happens to lots of people. Um, But I don't know how many of these people are very serious or ever thought they had a shot. Like, I'm Hillary, I'm sure... 
will never be the same. Right. Yes. She's, yes. Yes. She's on an apology tour, or not an apology tour. She's on an excuse tour right now. Once again, she was on stage the other day. We should dig up the audio of that with the reasons she lost. None of them being that she was an incredibly unlikable bad candidate. Just all the uh, various forces against her, WikiLeaks and Trump and the media and all this sort of stuff. Well, and misogyny, sexism. <laughs> oh, right. speaking of Hillary, you know, I said I was going to bring this up. Yeah. I like to carry out my threats. There you go. Uh, yeah, get right. this. I want to get this right. Accuracy is my hallmark. Uh, more people in the U.K. are betting that Hillary will be the 2020 Democratic nominee than any of the actual candidates. She is the favorite among uh, bettors, people who are actually putting their money on the line. She's had to have at least thought about it or still currently just it's got to be back there in, in the back of her mind you know but i would i what if this she's got a daydream about it yes even if she rejects it she's thinking about it. the slow churning remnants of tropical storm and milda that flooded parts of texas left at least two people dead rescue crews with boats scrambling to get to stranded drivers and families The storm dumping 40 inches of rain, causing more flooding than Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, the amount of rain is astonishing. Yes. you, You can't even believe it's true. Facebook says CEO Mark Zuckerberg had a constructive meeting with President Trump at the White House yesterday. According to spokesman, the meeting came as Zuckerberg was in D.C. to meet with lawmakers to listen to their concerns and discuss Internet regulation. He also met with Republicans, where one Missouri Senator Josh Harley, or Holly, said he pushed Zuckerberg to sell Instagram and WhatsApp, but Zuckerberg refused. So he's making the rounds behind closed doors, shaking hands, kissing senators. And lying to everyone, systematically. I, I hear a lot of people talking about the moment when Facebook cro- got Instagram is when they crossed the threshold of too big and should be broken up. That, that, that acquisition... Is, is the tipping point for people who think it should be broken up. That was the tipping point that, that alerted their, their alarms. You know, Facebook is so ginormous. You'd think that if they did everything they do mm-hmm. on the up and up, they would make plenty of money. So the subterfuge and the selling your data and the working quietly with app makers right. to really exploit it and the rest of it. How much money do you need to make? Right. Well, now it turns out the Internet really is your friend. It can help you settle an argument. The website Let's Settle This will play host, judge, and jury to whatever you're arguing about. The site lets you go ahead and type in a post describing your situation where you can detail exactly what's going on. Then other site users cast votes for who they think (laughs) is right. And the site's awesome. <laughs> and the site calculates a well, percentage. Well, honey, I went on. What's the name of this site? This is uh, Let's Settle This. Well, honey, I went on Let's Settle This, and I explained what you've been doing. And they say I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> and so there's the garbage. Take it out. <laughs> you so your sister can't live with us. <laughs> anyway, in addition to that, once you get on the site, you can also vote on other people's issues. Yes! <laughs> All right, final vote. That's hilarious. Final note, we've got the new Forbes annual list of the world's 20 top-earning hip-hop stars. Okay. It has now been released. We will do the top... You're not going to do all 20, are you? No, just the top five. Good. In fifth place is one Travis Scott with $58 million in income. 
fourth place was Diddy. He made uh, seventy million dollars. I, I don't know when the last time you put out a song was. <laughs> so is he making his money on clothes and it's, yeah, vodka it's, yeah, or producing other people's work, right. something like that? Seventy million dollars, and he's not even yeah. doing anything. Right. Jay Z coming in second place, making eighty-one million dollars. Oh, I skipped number three in the list. That's Drake. He came. In, he made seventy-five million dollars. These guys are making serious money. And at the top of the hip hop highest paid list, none other than Kanye West. The rapper earned a hundred and fifty million dollars wow. this past doubling year. up the other people. Crazy yep. people often make good art. Nobody's sure why, yeah. but it's undeniable. Yep. I still don't understand award shows. Me neither. West's success uh, recently comes largely from his Adidas Yeezy sneaker line. So anyway... Those yeah, most of those lists, the, the top four on that list are all business people who also happen to used to do rap. They're, they're producing mm. movies, TV shows, right. liquor companies. They, they have their, their money being dispersed in other places. And that's yep. the way Taylor Swift does it, and yep. Kardashians do it without the music, but yeah. just it's all makeup and you know all the other stuff. Set up your brand and branch out. That's what I need to do. All right. Come on. I need a brand manager. (laughs) Somebody want that gig? I'll cut you in. I'll give you a nice percentage. Send you a resume. Barbecue sauces and (laughs) gins and and, and golf balls or whatever. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So the Plaid shirts and athletic wear for the non-athletic. I mean, I got all sorts of ideas. The New York Times has an exclusive, and uh, we'll talk about this later. It's kind of interesting with Snowden making the rounds with his autobiography out. Secret FBI subpoenas scoop up personal data from scores of companies is the headline. The FBI gets all kinds of info from all kinds of different companies. They don't need a judge's uh, approval. They just contact the company and get everything they need to know about you from all. Just all these different companies that you come in contact with, and it's mm. and and nobody knows it's happening. Yeah, uh, or who signed off on it, or or whether or not it's okay. Well, that's interesting. If you took out the term FBI and said you know secret police, you'd you'd think, oh my god, the totalitarian nation where the authorities yep. just show up and everybody's so terrified they just turn over all the records they ask for. That that sounds awful to me. So that among other things uh, on the way. Also, some bonus mailbag. There were a number of people who took issue with our discussion of spending a lot of money on pets. And in particular, the idea that they would be receiving welfare benefits as retirees. And uh, they angrily protested, I've been paying in. What are you talking about? Uh, I'll explain exactly what I meant by that. And I think it'll make you a better informed voter. Uh, and at the end well. of the day, do we decide you're a bad person? Is that the way that t- turns well, out? I could have told you that just walking <laughs> in this morning. But, uh. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That's a catchy little tune. I wonder who that band is. Huh? Oh, that's my band. Joe Getty and the Dead Flowers. As we've just dropped our new album. That's what I'm supposed to say? Dropped? Yeah. Boy, I hate my voice. Um, yeah, it's a really good band, but I hate my voice. It was funny. I was recording with a uh, an internationally known uh, superstar musician and mentioned that. Was it Bono? 
It, it was Bono. That's right. And this internationally known musician said, all singers say that. <laughs> I thought, okay, never mind. Uh, so yesterday, it was funny. It was kind of one of those chain discussions. We were talking about the amount of money people spend on medical care for their pets. And we had a number of amazing examples from yeah. a couple thousand to $30,000 on your favorite dog that you really loved. Right. I mean, my belief is you're going to love the next dog a lot, too. Yeah, but different people see it very, very differently. It's kind of a Rorschach test. Uh, Jack managed to deeply offend many of our veterinarian listeners yesterday. Jack, with the social graces of a hurricane, rampaging circus elephants say, Jack, watch where you step. So uh, I would like to apologize. I know. Most of you are good and honorable people. I know that it's common for veterinarians to gouge people and base their what they want you to uh, do based on what kind of car you drive and how much money they think you're willing to spend. Our vet friend said, how in the world could I possibly see that? I'm in the exam room. I'm in the operating room. I'm in the bowels. How could I know that, she says. But I don't want to get off on that tangent. You're cruel. And wrong, and let's just move on. All right. Now, we could talk about that more, because uh, you know what I was going to suggest to you was, I think vets are in an interesting position. I remember this from when Onyx uh, was very sick, and ultimately we put him to sleep. They probe very carefully for which sort of person you are. Right, sure. Are you a, I will spend $25,000 on this Labrador Retriever person, or are you a little more old school, it's time to end his suffering and, and we'll get another dog down the road when, had, when our hearts have mended? I had the same situation at a jewelry store the other day when I bought something for my wife for my anniversary. I, I could tell what they're doing. They give you a couple of options in completely different price categories. They're trying to figure out what sort of person you are. Right, sure. What, what yeah, ballpark are you in? Yeah, and, yeah. Th- and that's what they do at veterinarians also. Okay, so like I said, it's a multi-step conversation, so we're going to move swiftly through this one. Got this note from uh, first initial R. If you jackasses wouldn't spend the money on your pets, then you shouldn't have the pets. You spend the money on your worthless kids, pets are better. All right, that's all right. trolling. First of all, you're a troll or mentally ill, and you really need to look into punctuation. It really, really helps. I spent $5,000 to fix my cat's broken hip. He broke it because he was under two years of age and weighed too much. Jumped off the the chair and it just broke. His name is Mickey Charles III, or MC3 for short. Thank you for that note. Five grand. Your cat was so friggin' fat it broke its own leg. (laughs) You know what? I'm not even going to go there. I'm laughing at a YouTube video that I just saw. Um, uh... Five grand on, uh, apparently, um, you'd spend probably that much on buttered caviar for that cat that it got so fat that at age two it breaks his leg jumping off a chair listen i'm gonna say this gently because a lot of good kind people are guilty of this a lot overfeeding your pet and making it fat is pet abuse i'll tell you this you can't avoid it with a pug oh boy (laughs) they're designed to be fat I'm hearing excuses. No, I've never had a pug. Oh, so, but listen, um, so here's where we arrive at our, our final destination in this conversation. Uh, we received a number of angry, adamant emails. Because um, we were talking about, if you spend... Joe was talking about, because he was being cruel to people. And unfair. Um, <laughs> if you spend tens of thousands of dollars on your pets, and then when you're an oldster, you need welfare, why am I paying for you? why am I responsible for 
people having, as Barack Obama put it, a dignified retirement if you lived a life that I would consider uh, wasteful. Profligates, the fancy word. Um, Why is that my problem? Which is why I hate socialism. People live frugal, responsible, luxury-free lives, and they can retire comfortably. You have other people who live wild party lives, spend every dime they ever see, and then they demand taxpayers pay for them. We hate that around here. But people wrote, it's not your money, it's my money. I've been paying into Social Security for 40-plus years. Stop it. That's, I think, Linda. Um, uh, Yes, Social Security is a form of socialism, but I've been paying into it. Uh, How exactly is it you would support me in my retirement? Uh, People do that say that a lot. And and you're not wrong in a way, but number one, if you think Social Security is enough for you to live on comfortably in retirement, I suggest you, you, you go to your uncle Google and you start clicking around and you start figuring out that you need to look out for yourself. The government is not going to take care of you in a way that you're going to be comfortable with. It's not nearly enough money, depending on where you live. Um, second thing. That's um, worth mentioning is that uh, seniors and and their caregivers are eligible for why does this click not work uh, benefits counseling adult daycare uh, dentists that accept Medicaid free dentures early pharmaceutical how oh, you stupid website um, let's see uh, da, 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 low cost prescription drugs family caregiver support programs free cell phones discounted cell service not to mention all the other. Food stamps and the rest of it that are available to anybody who's poor. So, yeah, there are a lot of welfare programs that flow uh, quite extensively to old folks. And finally, you might find this kind of interesting. A two-earner couple receiving an average wage in 2012 dollars, turning, turning 65 and retiring in 2010, would have paid $722,000 into Social Security and Medicare and can be expected to take out 966 in benefits. Paid in 722, take out 966. They'll be paid about one-third more in benefits than they paid in taxes. You could make the argument, well, wait a minute, I've been paying it in over time. Surely the government has invested that, and it's grown to cover the gap. Except, of course, the government spends a dollar twenty of every dollar it takes in. Your money is long gone. It didn't invest it. It squandered it. That's not your fault at all, but current workers are paying for you. Some types of families did much better than average. Couple with only one spouse working um, would have paid three sixty one in, and it'll get out eight fifty four. 361 and 854, more than double what they paid in. That's somebody retiring in 2010. The numbers shift pretty significantly. If you're going to retire in about 10 years, uh, that imbalance isn't nearly as big because the taxes have gone up. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the, the, and it's because the government is so crappy. This is true. The idea that I paid in, it's my money is just factually false. You'll take you'll take out way more than you put in, and it's current workers and taxpayers paying for you in your old age. And again, the key point is, and look into this, please. I'm begging you because I care. Uh, if you just think government money is going to keep you comfortable in your old age, you're you're really in for a, an unhappy and stressful retirement. I criticize because I love. Well, we got so many texts about this. Oh, the the pet thing. It's you're either one or the other. You're either the I'll spend practically anything for my pet, or you people are crazy, right? 
There's there's very little in between on that, it would seem. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just find that interesting. I don't hate or dislike or have contempt for the people who would spend $25,000 Unless I'm picking up some of your bills in the future. Right. And it doesn't even have to be retirement. Extend it to college, okay? So you don't have that $10,000 for tuition because you spent it on your cat, and now you're taking out a loan, and you're pushing for, then you're voting for Bernie. Bernie's plan to you know uh, obliterate all the loans with taxpayer money. It, it, that's the trouble with socialism. Without socialism, I don't care how you spend money at all. makes no difference to me whatsoever. Live and let live. Pursue your happiness however you want. But if it, we are going to be a, a welfare state and taxpayer money is going to pick up all the tabs for bad decisions, now I care. Right. You know, the, the doom of socialism, and it's always been true and always will be true, and if you don't believe it, you're a fool. Um, and, and I'm going to get this tattooed on my arm. Might have to go down one arm and up the go other. Go face. Get it on your face. Face tat? Yes. That's a commitment, man. Especially at your age, I think that's just a great idea. Start, like, right next to my eye, <laughs> down my cheek, then around my neck. So people have to ask me, hey, Joe, can you turn around now? Because I'm gonna... And that's why socialism is doomed. Oh, they'll say. Here's the problem. And, and we've been trying to illustrate part of it. Is those who would strive for more and produce learn that it's not worth their effort. And those who would strive and produce to keep themselves from poverty decide it's not worth the effort. You will never achieve your financial dreams because it will be taken from you by force. And you will never face doom or, or misery because it will be provided to you by taking by force. So there's no reason to produce. Hmm. Happens every single time. You're going to get that tattooed on your head? 